Welcome back to the Rights and Liberties podcast, where we are discussing the Federalist Papers. We often begin these podcasts with three big ideas about the essay under examination. Here are three big ideas about Federalist 50. Big idea one. In Federalist 50, Madison grappled with the idea that potential changes to the Constitution could be considered on a fixed and regular schedule. Big idea two. Madison looked at Pennsylvania as an example of a state taking such an approach to their state constitution through the institution of the Council of Censors. Big idea three. One of the puzzles facing those interested in questions of constitutional reform was that even though one might wish to avoid party politics in such a project, party politics is, in fact, very difficult to avoid. So we are familiar enough with constitutional amendments which require the following of particular procedures specified in the Constitution. The point made at the beginning of Federalist 50 is a bit confusing. A useful contrast might be to think about the election of the president, which is on a fixed and regular schedule every four years, rather than a function of particular procedures that determine when it might happen. Madison in Federalist 50 appears to have been thinking about the possibility of making consideration of constitutional changes a scheduled and regular function of government. His initial impression was that there would be no advantage in doing so, quoting Madison on this, quote, In the first view, appeals to the people at fixed periods appear to be nearly as ineligible as appeals on particular occasions as they emerge, end quote. Madison's justification of this claim examined real-world consequences, concluding that considering constitutional changes regularly with brief intervals between meetings would be no better than considerations of constitutional changes not fixed at regular intervals, and that doing so at long intervals would introduce a range of other difficulties. Among these other difficulties with long intervals between scheduled consideration of changes to the Constitution would be that the long period of time in question might well remove the very disincentives for malfeasance that the plan would be intended to enforce. Madison, in what may be a continuation of a line of thought from Federalist 48, then turn to Pennsylvania as an example of such a plan. Big Idea 2 focuses on his examination of Pennsylvania's Council of Censors in 1783 and 1784. He was interested in the Council of Censors because they were assigned just this task of considering constitutional changes and related issues concerning the structure of state government. Madison made five observations about the activities of the Pennsylvania Council of Censors. The first was that some of its members had been active figures in the partisan politics of the state. Then, too, he observed that many of them had been active figures in the legislative or executive branch of the state government. Turning to the records of the proceedings of the council, Madison found that the influence of party politics had animated the activities of the council, quoting Madison here, quote, Throughout the continuance of the council, it was split into two fixed and violent parties fact is acknowledged and lamented by themselves. Had this not been the case, the face of their proceedings exhibits a proof equally satisfactory. In all questions, however unimportant in themselves or unconnected with each other, the same names stand invariably contrasted on the opposite columns. End quote. 
This led Madison to a theoretical point concerning the Council of Censors, familiar from other essays in the Federalist Papers, not least Federalist 49. Quote, Every unbiased observer may infer, without danger of mistake, and at the same time without meaning to reflect on either party, or any individuals of either party, that, unfortunately, passion, not reason, must have presided over their decisions. When men exercise their reason coolly and freely on a variety of distinct questions, they inevitably fall into different opinions on some of them. When they are governed by a common passion, their opinions, if they are so to be called, will be the same. End quote. Furthermore, Madison seems to have doubted whether the Council of Censors was able to regulate separation of powers disputes, quoting Madison once again. Quote, it is at least problematical whether the decisions of this body do not, in several instances, misconstrue the limits prescribed for the legislative and executive departments, instead of reducing and limiting them within their constitutional places. End quote. Finally, Madison pointed out that the decisions of the Council of Censors concerning the state constitution seem at times to have not taken effect. What did Madison make of all this? Thing Idea 3 focuses on Madison's apparent recognition that the prospects of constitutional reform must be understood in light of the apparently unavoidable realities of partisan politics. This is a subtle point, and Madison began by pointing to a potential counter-argument. Might one not argue that the period in question was a particularly partisan period, and therefore what Madison saw was not a problem with an institution, but rather a problem with partisanship? Madison rejected such an argument, observing that partisan politics was likely to be typical of politics in Pennsylvania, and indeed in the other states too. It would be a mistake to base political projects on the prospect that parties might not exist. Quoting Madison here, quote, Such an event ought to be neither presumed nor desired, because an extinction of parties necessarily implies either a universal alarm for the public safety or an absolute extinction of liberty, end quote. Madison had a similar reaction to potential concerns that the right answer would be to simply disallow those involved in politics from participating in consideration of changes to the Constitution. Quoting Madison here, quote, Were the precaution taken of excluding from the assemblies elected by the people to revise the preceding administration of the government all persons who should have been concerned with the government within a given period? Try this again. seconds. <clears throat> Madison had a similar reaction to potential concerns that the right answer would be to simply disallow those involved in politics from participating in consideration of changes to the Constitution. Quoting Madison here, quote, Were the precaution taken of excluding from the assemblies elected by the people to revise the preceding administration of the government, all persons who should have been concerned with the government within the given period, the difficulties would not be obviated. The important task would probably devolve on men who, with inferior capacities, would in other respects be little better qualified. End quote. Beyond that, Madison observed that even those outside the preceding administration would likely have been involved with the political issues at stake during it. We often stop to consider politics in the present and the future at the end of these podcasts, and one clear point to take from Federalist 50 seems to have been the recognition of the power of partisan politics and the difficulty stemming from trying to diminish the influence of party. 
With the example of Pennsylvania's Council of Censors represented in Federalist 50, I think, was an attempt to build an institution that would make decisions about the structure of government in such a way as to avoid political actors trying to alter the structure of government in their own right. As Madison described it, it looks like an attempt to insulate decisions about the Pennsylvania state constitution from ordinary politics. And as he saw it, that seemed unlikely to work. The influence of parties on politics, on this account, looks like something to be negotiated and accounted for, rather than something that can be avoided altogether. Thank you for listening to the Rights and Liberties podcast. For more about the Sunwater Institute, please visit our website at sunwater.org.